dive into the uh, the much-awaited part two of Andrew WK here on Chilubinati Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Yes. People have been chomping at the bit, my dude. Seriously. People have been... There's threads and tweets and links to articles and people are like, have you seen this? Oh my God, have you seen him doing this it's interview with Larry King? And I guess- Pretty mind-blowing, I know. There's an interview I with Larry know. King out there where screw, Larry screw King you. literally asks him like, like this whole, like, are you the real Andrew WK? And he he answered in the vaguest non-answer oh, yes. ever. Oh he yes, was we, will like, get there. we will get there today. Don't you So, uh, all right, I'm going to let go of the reins and hand them directly over to you. Can I tell you something? I was at an event- talking with some people about conspiracy theories. Don't ask me how we got on this. And I just, <laughs> I kept saying, I oh, don't believe that. That's stupid. That one's dumb. And some guy was like, have you ever heard about the Andrew WK one? And I went, I have. And that's probably the only one I believe. So I'm in. I'm in on this adventure. Let's do it. Get ready. Okay. So last time we finished by talking about this time Previously. in London where he basically said he's changed people multiple times He's actually a group of people. It was still intentionally pretty vague, et cetera, et cetera. But shortly after those comments made their way onto the internet, another statement appeared on his now defunct website, which, reminder, does not exist on the internet anymore, so I can't link to it. Uh, but you can find it online. I'm going to read the abridged version of that now from the article I based most of this episode on from last time, uh, which is by Michael Nelson. It's on Stereogum.com. It's linked in the description of this uh, show. And again... I am sorry that there is so much reading in this episode, but I think like the fact that there is so much like actual like primary sources really like That's what makes it believable. Yeah, <laughs> I think it really uh, lends credence to this. So I'm gonna just jump right into this right I'm now. I'm sorry, okay? so I have this... so much evidence. Yeah, no, okay. So this is another this is another statement from Andrew WK from his website. Since 2001, I have been accused of being part of a conspiracy in which I knowingly entered into a contact contract with creative directors who proceeded to invent a new identity for me to perform under. I'm here to say this is simply not true and a gross exaggeration of easily explainable and commonplace music industry practices. Of course, I work with people who choose not to include their whole names in the credits or who aren't on stage with me. But taking advice and guidance from other people doesn't mean I'm a victim of mind control. The kind of people who accuse Andrew W.K. of being a talking head for some secret conspiracy to corrupt people's morals are the same people who claim MTV and Cartoon Network are owned by secret rulers of the world out to poison kids' brains, or that pop stars like Beyonce or Lady Gaga are part of some occult society, or that I companies believe it like even McDo more now. I know, I know. <laughs> or that companies like McDonald's, Coca-Cola, or Hollywood are secretly promoting hidden plans, or that the president of the USA is just a figurehead and reading his script gives to him by a secret world power that's where the aliens are just because i work with other people who advise me doesn't mean that i am a puppet for an evil cult or have some sort of master plan it has become too common for musical artists and performers to be labeled as part of some global scam to control the world or that we're puppets for a larger agenda designed to hurt people that's why i'm speaking out and loudly declaring i am not evil and neither are any of my other fellow members of show business one word we are here to bring fun and light into the world, not doubt and darkness. I have always admitted that I worked with people, and I have confessed that time and time again, even if the critics twisted what I said. 
I did this hoping it would quiet people up and put an end to all the speculation and exaggeration. I was never an actor, and the partnerships I made with friends, family, and the companies I've worked with have all been to promote entertainment, excitement, and fun, to give people something fun to focus on and to occupy our thoughts instead of a bunch of fear or negativity. I feel like this Wait, is Wait, what was this in response to? That was just a statement on his website that he put out after the last time he put out a crazy statement saying he was like a conspiracy. So he just basically went and like <laughs> said he was a conspiracy at a at a lecture and then issued a statement on his site which like acknowledges like every aspect of the theory and says, "But no, I'm not doing that." I feel like this is one of those moments in a movie where they someone like says too much we're like of course i didn't know that you ran over the dog with your ford bronco and they're like well how did you know it was a ford bronco <laughs> like I, it has that vibe to it where he just says things you're like wait why did you it say has, that <laughs> why are you so specific in what you're saying no it's unnecessary that's exactly my thought i was like it has that vibe of someone calling 911 but keeping the phone in their pocket and just being like Oh, George, why are you pointing this Glock at yes. me and fired three times yes. into the ceiling here at 91 Campbell Street? And like, that's how it comes off. It's like, hey, guys, all this shit is real. Yeah, are you, no, exactly. Are you recording and me? No, I'm not recording you on the cell phone <laughs> in my pocket. What? Right. There's a cell phone in your pocket? Please don't There's point a cell phone in your pocket? <laughs> Please don't point that Beretta at my face right now. <laughs> uh... But at the same time that he put out that statement, he also put out this video, which just like the statement is just fucking weird. Like you here, I'm going to give this to you. It's called it's it's called I all caps. I am a real person message from Andrew WK. And like you guys just describe it to the to the people. Well, you'll have a link, but like give it to the like tell people what you're seeing. Okay, so the video really appears <laughs> Weirdly to be, cropped. Yeah, it's taken from something. I imagine this is... Oh, wait. This is... God damn, I don't like this at all. This is Andrew on WK. the Andrew WK channel. Is this the real official Andrew WK? It is. This is the real official Andrew <laughs> yeah. WK channel. 2010. He yeah. wished me a happy new year. Uh, he And his voice is pitched down. Yeah, there's yeah. not, there's no like he's either being slowed by like 0.5 percent or his his voice is pitched. Yeah, I, it does this convince you that he's just normal and fine and that there's nothing going it on? It convinces me that he's a real person and I, I, that is the intended state Hello, of the video. This is Andrew WK. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's uh, very very close. Just his face. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's super convincing. I would say it's super weird. Uh, but forget about that for a second because we're going to go back to the timeline. Uh, it's now one year later. We're in September 2009 on our timeline. All right. And Andrew WK suddenly has a new album out, okay? And it's called 55 Cadillac. No no apostrophe. Just 55 Cadillac, 55 Cadillac. But weirdly enough, instead of like the normal like party vibe, darkness, anthem, rock tunes that he's known for, this literal whole album is just a bunch of solo improvised piano. Right? So okay. that that alone okay. is strange. That is already a strange thing. That like he does know how to play piano and always has played piano at shows, but this album is literally it feels like something he just sat down and recorded like in a weekend, right? Uh but it also came along with another piece in The Guardian 
which was called I Am Finally a Free Man and includes this quote, okay? The last decade has been so fraught with legal trouble, I've suffered hallucinations. That's why I've had to make an album consisting solely of improvisational piano pieces. Not really a reason that somebody would normally need to only <laughs> improvise piano pieces. Uh, but he also goes on to say this other stuff, which basically just stirs the whole controversy right back up again. Okay, This is like very soon related to that other stuff. Over the past 10 years, I've had personal and professional issues with several people involved in my career. And due to formal agreements, I'm partially forbidden from going into detail regarding certain aspects of my recent work and, as a result, the making of the 55 Cadillac album. Here's what I'm able to say. At the end of 2004, and this is important, an old friend of mine got in some business trouble and basically decided to take it out on me. To cut a long story short, this person is someone I worked with very closely and had a formal and family business relationship with. Due to various complaints this person had with me, they were able to turn my life and career upside down. That's something he said before. I wasn't allowed to use my own name within certain areas of the U.S. entertainment industry, and we were in a debate about who owned the rights to my image and who should get credit for inventing it. By 2008, and after a lot of negotiating, my new business team and I had come to an agreement with my opponent, and I was finally in the clear. That's how this new 55 Cadillac album became possible. We based the new record label in the UK, so there were no issues with the US. However, as of last week, we've been partially pulled back into the thick of it, and I'm getting hourly updates from my lawyers as I type this. I really don't know how to feel about it. It's beyond frustrating. It almost feels like a hallucination, which he mentioned in the same mm -hmm. thing. It inspires so much rage inside me that my mind has to seek out other outlets for that energy, and I start to feel dizzy and see stars. Anyway, I wanted this new 55 Cadillac album to sound like freedom, the sound of a piano being played by a free man. No one telling me what to play or how to play it. And no master plans, high concept visions, worldwide goals with rollout schedules, no style consultants or acting coaches, no more meetings with sponsors or computerized yelling. No more threats. See, that just sounds like a man who's sick of the bit of the industry. But it sounds no. like he's sick of master plans, high concept visions, worldwide goals, rollout schedules, style consultants, acting coaches, and computerized yelling. What is computerized yelling? When he, in his songs, he's like, yeah! Yeah, maybe like something like that. I guess. Go listen but, to... Uh, can I just tell you, first off, uh, after the last episode, I spent maybe four deep. or five days only playing Party Hard over and over and over again. And... At the end of that song, there is, he goes, yeah, and there it's computerized. It is not a yell a man. <laughs> no man goes, yeah. <laughs> no one does that. It's a Gamers. weird <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but, yeah, at this point, based on this, it seems like elements of every explanation are true. Uh, he mentions, like, getting dizzy and seeing stars, which could be a reference to, like, the psychotic break theory. There's stuff that alludes to secret conspiracies here. There's stuff that alludes to the hired actor. There's even stuff that alludes to Steve Mike, uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you caught this with the name of the album, but last time I said it was very important that you remember one thing. What was that thing? I, 55, uh, 55 equals who? Steve, Steve Mike. Mike. Uh, Cadillac 55. 55 equals, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and it specifically doesn't have an apostrophe like you would – use if it was referencing a year so his what? real name so is it that, that, that's like the idea that he might be steve mike 
you know, I wish I could just tell you flat out that's what I think, but it, you know, I don't know. Uh, but it was true. Like this stuff that he said, he was on a new UK label, which by the way, he called skyscraper music maker. Uh, everything seemed to be going well. Uh, since it was through this label now that he was actually able to release. Remember I said close calls with brick walls only came out in Korea and Japan. Yeah. So through this new label in 2010, uh, he was actually able to release close calls with brick walls in the West, which is cool. However, when they announced the Close Calls release, Andrew WK did an interview with a site called Rock Sound, and in that article, he gave one, uh, let's say, extremely eyeballs emoji update to the situation. I'll give you a link for this. All right, all right. <laughs> this, this website still exists if you guys want to look at it, but I'm just going to read a quote from it. Uh, it all comes down to credit. Based on the contracts and various decisions we've made over the years, the people who weren't being given credit had to be given credit. An easy way for them to get credit is for them to have their name on the label. That way, whatever I put out, they automatically receive credit for. Which turned out to be a really fancy way of him just announcing that going forward, the album, the label that he just started, Skyscraper Music Maker, would now be called, guess what? Steve Mike Music. What? Hmm. He renamed the label Steve Mike Music when he put out Close Calls for Brick Walls and he says... You know, like I just said, like it all comes down to credit. An easy way to do it is to name, put their name on the label. And uh, so, yeah, he officially, when he put out Close Calls for Brick Walls, that is out on Steve Mike Music, the label. And then in February 2010, he did another one of those like sort of like half concerts that's like really more of like a motivational speaking gig thing that, I, <laughs> that he's been doing. This one was in New York City. It was at a place that he used to co-own, which was called Santo's Party House. And uh, there's a write-up about it in the Atlantic by this guy, Chris Good. Uh, I'll give you a link to that right now if you guys want to look at that because that is also – crazy. All these links are going to be in the description for this episode, yes? So people can yeah, click you, this. Yeah, you, you'll have them in the notes, but I'm going to give them to you now just in case you want to look at them while we're reading. And I'm going to just read you a little uh, excerpt from this uh, review to just give you guys an idea of what it was like at this event. As the lights dimmed and Andrew came on stage, walking up to a lone chair in a lone spotlight, set up almost as if he was about to be interrogated, which, in a sense, he was, W.K. appeared, seeming quite nervous and delivering his opening statement with many pauses and some apparent emotional difficulty. Good evening, and thank you for joining me. Many of you in this room are my friends, Andrew said as the audience clapped before stopping to compose himself. I understand people want to know who I work with and who I work for, he said later in the statement, pausing to take a long drink of water. But please know that as far as I'm concerned, every one of these questions and answers is a matter between my business partners and me. It's not out of disrespect for you, the press, or any of my fans, but rather out of respect for the promises I made to my family and associates, promises that, if broken, will change my life in unimaginable ways. They did not ask to be in this spotlight. I did. I did. I recognize I have brought this on myself, and I know, above all, I am the one who made the decisions which have brought me to where I am. I have a lot of work to do, and I intend to dedicate myself to doing it. Had he sung in his own voice on the first album? He didn't answer directly, except to say that, to answer your question, I am Andrew W.K., I am the same Andrew W.K. that has been there from the beginning. I am the same Andrew W.K. you have seen on the albums. But he didn't say the voice was the same. He was asked, who is Steve Mike, a mystery producer listed on his first album, whom some have speculated is a pseudonym for WK or Grohl for the mysterious group of people alleged to have concocted Andrew WK's act and persona. 
Edward W.K. grew obviously nervous about this and stood up to protest, sounding genuinely scared and upset that his current creative vision began when he was quite young, 18 years old, and that he takes responsibility for everything that has happened since then. On my first album, I Get Wet, Steve Mike was the executive producer. This is the name of the producer that appeared on my third album, Close Calls with Brick Walls, which will be released on March 3rd, 2010, he said, reading exasperatedly from papers on the music stand. And then, people should understand that Steve Mike or anybody else or any other group of people that I choose to work with, I chose to work with, he said. Just because someone signed up for something or takes advice or has managers or works in entertainment or show business with other people doesn't mean they don't have a brain, okay? It doesn't mean that they're not a real person. This was the vision that I was presented with as a young person by my family and the people that supported me. The point of this is to look out into the world with a sense of optimism, with a sense of possibility, with a sense of purpose, with a sense of power that you can make your dreams come true, he said, telling the audience that songs like Party Hard, a popular track from his first album, were written by, songs like Party Hard were written to make people feel good. Songs like Party Hard were written to make people feel in touch with their greatest potential. I'm pretty, so lost. Pretty <laughs> fucking wacky, right? Like, do you think that he's ever under duress? <laughs> yeah, constantly. Uh, like mental, because I think he just is like, I think a lot of drugs got him to where he's at. You think so? I, do, I mean. I know it, he's on record as most... saying he's tried like every drug. Yeah, I. You don't there's, say. There's a lot about him that seems like there's a lot of, you know, people can have psychotic breaks. I yeah. feel like there's a lot about him that I think probably there's some truth to everything he's saying. Yeah, that's but I think I he had a break and he's living in this world that isn't quite right. That's what I used to think too. <laughs> God, I hate <laughs> you so much. Okay. But then but then I this is about to like slowly crank up to like totally crazy now. We're not there yet. We're like we're 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 gonna go one layer slightly deeper, and then I'm just gonna like tell you what I think, and we're gonna get into a little bit of speculation. Okay. All okay. Right. So so then, even though it was old already, uh, this album "Close Calls with Brick Walls," uh, Andrew WK put out a video for this song uh, called "I Want to See You Go Wild," and I think we kind of talked about this last time. Mm -hmm. But if you watch that video, here's a link uh, again for that video, which we can put in the show notes. There's a ton of Illuminati symbolism in this video. Mm. It's like this animated video. I think we did look at it yeah, last time. I, yeah, we peeped uh, it last week. But most importantly for us this time, at around like 1.35 in that video, why don't you guys head there and tell me what you guys see? A man? Well, he's got a bullet in his head. Is he dead? Is that the hint? Hang on. Let's see what else we see. No, just look at 135. Just look at that background oh, for a second. Oh, Wild Steve's Electronics? Yes. So there's okay. a so there's a cartoon storefront in this video. Uh, and the most major thing you see at around this time is it's Wild Steve's and it's spelled S-T-E-E-V, Wild yep. Steve's, right? Uh, and to me, this this is specifically weird because it's the first time that, like, Steve Mike has been, like, joked about in, like, a fun way on the, like, public side of the persona. You know what I mean? Which, That's like, kind of almost – it almost feels like it's, like, a knowing wink about the whole situation, right? Which to me is, like – which, yeah, it's, to me it's significant – but I'm still not sure where I where I land on this. Uh, and again, Andrew WK is doing nothing to help anybody understand. No, he makes he makes it worse. Fucking anything. And literally at this point now, like people like who interview him are just dead ass, just asking him about this shit. 
and the way that he answers just keeps getting weirder. Okay, like uh, in 2010, uh, again, there's a quote uh, from Metal Sucks, uh, which is like a website. I'll give you the I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the link to Metal Sucks uh, that you guys can read if you want to read that whole article. Um, where he somebody's asking him about that talk that he gave in London, where he was like, "I am a different Andrew WK," right? Mm -hmm. Where he says, "I've changed" or whatever, and we were talking about the boat uh, analogy, like that that talk that he gave. Somebody asked him about that. He said, "Question: This is the statement that you said. I'm not the same guy that you may have seen from the I Get Wet album. I'm not that same person, and I just don't mean that in a philosophical or conceptual way. It's not the same person at all. Do I look like the same person?" What did you mean by that statement? And then here's the answer that Andrew W.K. said. Well, I meant it exactly as I said, but the idea that I'm not Andrew W.K. was never meant to be the point of that. That was meant to make it very clear that I am Andrew W.K., and I was hoping that by appearing on that stage and saying it in that way, I guess people wouldn't accuse me of not being Andrew W.K., which is what I was dealing with more at the time. At that time, the question was more about, are you the real Andrew W.K.? You don't look like the same person as before. I wanted to make it very clear that I am Andrew W.K., just because I don't look the same as someone else. I asked people, do you think I look the same? If they had said no, it doesn't mean that I'm not actually Andrew W.K. and I happen to have the authority to go out there and be Andrew W.K. and have people believe it's me. At that time, I think just because I did look different, people assumed that something had changed. I wanted to make it clear that if that was the case, it doesn't mean that I'm not Andrew W.K. Regardless of whatever confusion there was, there should be no confusion about the fact that I am Andrew W.K. and can go out there and be it and have people understand that. Yeah, this, that doesn't answer anything. It seems confusing to me. Uh, it seems confusing on purpose. And yeah, this, it does definitely comes across like he's just <clears throat> doing it for the for the lulls. Yeah, and this shit just keeps going on. There's like weird stuff like this all over YouTube, uh, like the one you were talking about earlier, the Larry King interview. Like, if you guys want to go check that out, like it's super fucking weird. Uh, for example, but now journalists are actually like starting to like care about this story. They're trying to like. Instead of just using it as like a fun intro to a review, they're starting to like actually try and like get to the bottom of the story and like digging a little deeper. And slowly but surely, we start to get a little bit more to chew on. Okay, so in the same article from Metal Sucks, just before he gets into the Q and A part that I just read from, the dude uh, who who wrote it talks to this guy Donald Tardy, who is from this band called Obituary, who used to be the drummer for Andrew WK. Uh, for the whole time when he was playing those early shows for his first two albums where, like, supposedly he was played by a different person sometimes, right? And by the okay. way, for for what it's worth, the author of the article that quoted this, like, the main article that I read, he thinks that this guy right now, this answer is, like, 100% truthful and earnest. He, like, goes out of his way to say, like, I think this is true. Question. Okay. Just so you know, there's been all sorts of internet comparisons and photos of Andrew from the I Get Wet album and photos of him more recently. Speaking from a personal level, he totally looks like a different dude. Answer, really? Question, it does not look like the same guy. Answer, huh, I have no idea. I never heard the interview or the lecture. I don't know what to think about that. Andrew, to me, is a dude. He is nutty as ever. He's as intelligent as anyone that I have ever met, and he likes to keep people on the balls of their feet. I don't know how to... If Andrew was actually was quoted as saying that, I don't know. It would have been hard for me not to crack a smile if he was saying that with me in the room. To me, Andrew is Andrew, and he's a dude. He's a good guitar player and an amazing piano player, and he is Andrew. Question. Another quote for you from the same lecture. 
Andrew WK was created, and this is a bit of a confession, by a large group of people, almost a conference of people. I'm the next person who's playing Andrew WK. Answer, laughter. Wow. Then you know what? I'm fooled also. And then other people began to realize that if you ask people who knew Andrew WK, instead of asking Andrew WK himself, you actually get some pretty like concrete, coherent answers that are like they feel pretty candid. That's good. Um and so then there was a book, uh there's a series of books called Thirty Three and a Third, which are like uh vine like like books about great albums basically. They're like somebody like a journalist goes and like deep dives about an album. And this guy Philip Crandall did one about I Get Wet, which is the first album. Mm-hmm. Which asks like tons of people about the Steve Mike situation. And honestly, like it's here where I start to feel like I'm getting information that's leading me to what I believe is the true answer of what's going on. I can't wait till we get to that. Yeah, yeah, me too. So here's so here's a quote from Gary Helsinger, former music publisher at Universal Music Publishing Group, okay? I love Steve Mike. He's awesome. He's really talented. You know, he really balances out what Andrew does. The way they work together as a team, it's incredible. They combine their efforts, and where one is lacking, the other one has that quality so... Everybody knows it was made up. It doesn't blow any cover, does it? And then Jeff Rice says, he's another guy who used to collaborate with Andrew WK, that Steve Mike thing just reminded me of everything we used to talk about at practice. People were saying that Andrew WK had an impersonator or he was a series of people. I was like, yep, that's Andrew fucking with people. What people are accusing him of being, he's actually capable of doing. And then Pete Galley says, he was, who's, he used to be a manager of Andrew WK's, he says, he will never say this, and he doesn't like the comparison, but I don't care. He's got a sprinkle of Andy Kaufman and a sprinkle of Andy Warhol. He takes pop culture and turns it on his head. That's what's so great about him. You don't know if he's fucking with you or if he's genuine, but he's so likable that he can get away with whatever. Mm, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so now the gears are starting to click into place, right? You're starting to maybe get a better picture of who... Andrew WK, the dude is like behind. It makes sense why he'll he'll never give you a straight answer ever. Yeah, well, but actually, in this same write up, Andrew WK himself coincidentally like seems to give the most believable response from him that I've that I've seen anywhere. He says, at this point, every other version of what it could possibly be has come out, and I've gone with some of them. I've gone with others. Again, I think those are some of the mistakes I feel we've made, giving too much attention to it, trying to address it too directly. The fact of the matter is that it doesn't really ultimately impact, hopefully, too much in the big picture. And to me, this is where I start to like really form a conclusion, which is like basically what the author of the article believes too, which is that maybe like even from the beginning of like his whole career, the like secret mystery element was like caked in core. Yeah. Core to what Andrew WK is about. And, and that he's just like a weird guy who like that is, you know, what his plan is. Right. And I'm, and, and you know, what's crazy. So remember, remember the Homestead article, like the like website that I linked to that was on Homestead earlier. Mm-hmm. The one that's called like a wilkscrier.homestead.com. Sure. So th- like yes. that. Yeah. Y- yeah. So there's a theory there that the article points out uh, that's called the real story theory, uh, which is for the most part like based around this like very unverifiable testimony that comes from an anonymous person who allegedly went to high school with Andrew WK. And granted, we can't consider this fact, but I'm just going to read it because it's. Uh, it's i think i think it's relevant for what i'm going to say later 
it goes like this. I won't get into irrelevant details, but the fact is Andrew and a few other people have been planning all of this for a long time. From years and years, even before I Get Wet came out. None of it is related to advertising or new albums or anything else. It's actually a lot more complicated than that, and it goes way beyond one particular time or idea. One day in the acting class, the teacher had us all stand up and talk about what our dreams for the future were. Most of the kids said to be a famous actor. One other girl said to be a star on Broadway, and I said to make movies. Andrew went last and stood up and said very slowly, I want to craft my own non-existence. The teacher asked him what he meant, and he said exactly what I said. The teacher was clearly annoyed, and the whole class rolled its eyes because Andrew was always saying weird stuff that made no sense. I asked Andrew how he was going to craft his own non-existence. I don't remember what he said word for word, but essentially he said, first I'm going to make myself undeniably exist as a recognizable and identifiable form, and then I'm going to spend the rest of my life working to eliminate it and prove that its existence was an impossible illusion all along, but because people have already seen it, they will experience the sensation equal to maximum pleasure. He sounds like he's needed therapy for a long time. It leads me to believe that he's more excited about this fucking theory that I'm talking about right now on this episode of this dumb show (laughs) than his own music career. Like, I feel like this part of it is more important to him almost than the music even. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's way – it was at least from that quote. So he just gets off on crafting weird stuff and then convincing people – that the weird stuff they saw isn't actually the weird stuff, but, like, all this stuff is just him trying to one-up the last thing he did and try to blow people's minds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, this... He's a that, prank channel before prank channels. Yeah, were. but again, that that quote is from, you know... 2015, right? No, just some, some website. There's no verification for it, mm. and there's nothing, no record of Andrew WK saying anything to verify anything similar to that. Oh, wait, except there is... <laughs> In this interview with Vanity Fair that I just linked to you, uh, where he says, In high school, that's when I realized there was this whole other dimension of the world that was based on penetrating it and twisting it and distorting it and going after it in bizarre ways. I don't know if there's a word to sum all that up. A whole side of culture that was specifically based around blowing your mind, freaking yourself out and getting way out into the outer zone, feeling strange, basically. And I was completely and immediately enamored with that feeling. Not understanding. Confusion. How it felt good to not understand. How that made things bigger and more full of possibility. It was one of the first experiences I had with a natural antidepressant. Eventually, I was able to connect that excitement that that feeling gave me, the urgent curiosity, with a real melodic feeling. So, yeah, it's when he's talking about all that, my mind immediately goes to he really likes to play with the perception of reality. He likes to play with people's perception of what's real. And to, to almost, I don't want to say get off, but just get off on the fact that he's in control of it. Like, he's fucking with what you think is real, and, like, to him, that's the ultimate win. I think there is no him. I think he, like, really is serious about, like, just, like, making himself seem like an enigma. Like Which is if, all if about he, perception, right? Yeah, if it's he all just about ap- perceiving if he just yourself appears as, as like, an obscure person, like, I think that's what he wants to achieve. He's taking what he perceives as reality and forcing it into your own. Yeah, and at this point in the article I don't is think where... it has anything to do with that. I just think it's a dude who gets off on the idea of weirding people out yeah making them uncomfortable around him so that they have to like they're invested in his weirdness for the sake of him just being strange and they're like what does this mean he's like what does what mean like that kind of (laughs) stuff and you're just like who are you he's like who are any of us he he, that's his thing yeah and he likes that 
No, it's, it's, that's, it's very similar to what a lot of, uh, this is kind of a weird connection, but a lot of cult leaders do the same thing. Yeah. It's like, they, they kind of wrap you up in their mystery and their, in their allure and their charisma. And then you're always questioning, but they always seem like they have the answer. The cult of partying, dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the the yeah. cult of get, getting wet and partying. But this is where at this point in the article, this is where the author just like starts speculating. So this is where it's really going to start getting crazy and like, the gravity of this is really going to start coming together. He thinks that the whole real story theory, that letter about the dude who went to school with Andrew WK and the whole website actually with all the secret codes on it and shit. He thinks all of that was written by Andrew WK and that he thinks he made up all those secret codes by himself just to give himself something to write about on all those other official sites. And there's actually a little bit of evidence to kind of support this way of thinking as if the whole thing is like, there's not even really that many people who like do this legwork, except that I'm talking about it right now, and except that that guy was talking about it on the Stereo Gum article. But like, it seems like he might have just went online and slowly laid the groundwork for this whole thing himself. So here's like, okay, here's a quote from the intro of that Homestead site that I was talking about earlier, right? This is from like 2004 or something. This is like from like around I get wet times, right? To say that Andrew W.K. is avant-garde is like describing a skyscraper as a tall building. It's an overstatement of the obvious. Skyscraper is an elegant word designed specifically to communicate the idea of a tall building, and it communicates the idea on its own terms by combining two romantic and lucid works into one supernoun adjective verb hybrid of its own creation. The word skyscraper is the custom-crafted essence of tall building in the same way that Andrew W.K. is the conclusion of every edge being cut and crossed. Hmm? Does it seem like a coincidence after reading that that he named his label Skyscraper Music Maker and then changed it almost immediately to Steve Mike Music? Yeah, man. It's weird. And I also I... yeah. I, 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 the more you, you talk, the more, yeah, I, I, I like last, the first episode, my, my mind was like drugs. Maybe some of this is like, weird. Something maybe wrong some of this him. is like, real. Like, yeah, yeah. There's something's going on now. I'm like, he's a troll on purpose. Yeah. Uh, he also thinks that the comment that I read last time from, remember that one, uh, like on that, like there was like a comment on an article uh, in 2007 about Steve Mike yeah. marketing ploy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, He thought that was written by Andrew WK, which I mentioned last time. Which would fit. Right. And above it, there's one from a user called 55, which was posted three years. It was posted three years before the release of 55 Cadillac and says Andrew was never real. And if you remember, all the way back at the beginning, I was reading a response uh, from the uh, webmaster of Andrew WK's website in response to his absence. Right? Yeah. Her name it's, was her name was Christine Williams, right? Do you okay. think it's a coincidence that her name is like incredibly superficially similar to Wilkes Creer? Like Andrew WK's be. Andrew WK's name? <laughs> it could I mean that could be just a weird coincidence, but And that Andrew you know, WK this also point, reverses his own initials all the time and this whole thing. W- Here's the thing. I think that's a stretch, but I also don't because I think he's weird enough to like have done all of this. I believe yeah. it, but I think I believe that last episode. I think the idea of him being just a strange dude who likes this is entirely plausible. 
It's just it also so speaks to the danger of the internet. You can be your own witness, alibi, and groundwork person. Yeah. Look, I've already I've already said this and numerous things. I'll say it again. The reason why I blew up on YouTube was back when I was doing uh, World of Warcraft videos. Way back in the day, I would go on the forums, post a video, and then create fake accounts to keep it on the front page and be like, "Wow, this is really really great." <laughs> I'm not I'm not even gonna BS about that. That's what I did. And then I Good got people vid. in my guild and friends to go on there and be like, they never watched it, but they were just like, This is great content. And <laughs> it stayed there and people bought in and eventually people were just, okay, cool. Like that's you had to hustle. So I get it. I, I don't get think, what this I don't think dude this contributes did. to his fame though. It got people talking. No, it I got people talking, it I, got I interviews. Think, I think it contributes to what he considers fame. When I think, everyone yeah, stood up like in that his, classroom, his goal. and everyone said Yeah. When everyone stood up in that classroom and everyone said what they wanted to do, this is his version of that. And it contributes to what he wants. So, of course, he's going to do more of it. Yeah, and we're getting close to the end. I'm going to read you one more. Now that we're all kind of getting on the same page, I'm going to read you another quote from that book about I Get Wet uh, from this guy, Jimmy Coop, who was one of his guitarists. Just to show you, like, really how close to the core of his whole presence this mystery is. Andrew is capable of so much crazy stuff that I honestly don't know for a fact if Andrew didn't hire you himself to create this book and get all this information out of people just to find out what people are saying or thinking. I'm not paranoid, but I know the extent and the bizarre lengths Andrew's gone. Yeah, it, it just fits. Yeah. yeah. So in conclusion, like I think, and I think it's actually like pretty well supported, and this is just like my final sort of like statement on this i think there actually is an element of like andy kaufman slash andy warhol-esque sure version. absolutely i think there actually is one going on here which andrew wk is definitely participating in himself actively yeah not just as like a like a he's not just like saying crazy shit all the time i think he's like trying to actively further this conspiracy and uh Regardless of how true it all is, re regardless of whether he's written all his songs himself or whether he's ever hired any sort of body double, um, there is one last parallel, which we just talked about, that the, art the article draws uh, that's based on the song Don't Call Me Andy, which like I wish like we could like buy the rights to that to play at the end of this episode because I want <laughs> everybody to hear this song. Just If you have a chance, go listen to this song off Close Calls with Brick Walls called Don't Call Me Andy. It is basically a song that is just about this. It's literally like a song about this idea and uh, his identity and this mystery and everything. And it's, you know, it's a very vaguely lyric song. But if you like have listened to this episode and you go listen to that song, I think it will have some very big resonant things with you. And I don't think it's called it's called Don't Call Me Andy. And that's the and that's the chorus of the song It's just don't call me Andy. Don't call me Andy. Don't call me Andy. And I don't think it's an accident. No. That Andy Kaufman and Andy Warhol's names, like mixed oh, mixed yeah. together, are literally Andrew W. K. Andrew Warhol Kaufman. I think that's sure. like, I think that's, that's like cool. where his head is at. Mind blown on that one. I like that. Damn, I'm I'm a little depressed. He's not part of the Illuminati. You he know? might I'm be. You depressed. never know. We don't know how far. We don't know how far the the theory is true. We don't know how much of it is real. But I think. This is basically the machinations of a guy who had a crazy idea when he was in high school that has just been like using willpower to like further this insane like spiderweb of mysteries 
while also having a pretty like remarkable music career. That was a cool journey you took us on. Is that not crazy that that's like, like the thing about this one that I like is that it sounds fucking insane, like completely fucking insane, but right. it's by far the most convincing theory I've ever like rabbit hole down. Like I never thought that I would go down this rabbit hole and be like, you, I think you it's real. You kind of found a bottom. Yeah. yeah. You kind of found the bottom of the rabbit hole. I'm like, I think it's never real. happens. Yeah. I wish that's cool. I wish I could like catch up with Andrew WK when he's like retired. Like I want there. <laughs> I, I hope there's like an end. I hope there's like a finish line where he gets to be like, yeah, fuck you guys. I am alive. Andy, Andy Kaufman is alive. <laughs> like I want, I want there to be like the big reveal, but I'm curious. So he released an album in 2018. Yeah. And the album was, according to the reviews, it had three spoken word tracks. All of the tracks were about positivity and uplifting people. Everything about the album was this positive, like, good vibes. I'm here for you. You can get through this kind of feel. And I'm curious. Going back to the idea of deconstructing yourself and making it so, like, you're here. Everyone knows you're a thing, but you're not real. Right? Yeah. There's like a going back to the cult idea. There's like a spiritual mm -hmm. aspect to all of this, and I feel like when you look at religious figures and and prophets, right? They were clearly people, but they transcended existence to something beyond just being a person. And I wonder if the reason why suddenly all of his stuff is like, "Hey, you're not alone. You can do like things like that." Is because it goes with the idea of being like, now I'm beyond being a person and I'm a message. <laughs> like, is that the kind of crazy shit he's into? Because I feel I like think that connects. That tracks. Yeah. I think it, like, when you look at, I think that when you, after you've listened to this episode or you, like, read an article about this and you kind of have, like, a sort of, like, ability to stand back and, like, look at this whole thing together, like his music career and his, uh, and his weird, like, alternate reality where he doesn't exist plan that he's been enacting. Like you really start to get to this point where you're like, this whole thing is his artistic statement together. And I think you're picking up on exactly what he's trying to do. I think he's like commenting on it and it becomes like, you know, I mean, his music is pretty like light. It's not very like, uh, you know, challenging to listen to. It's very like sort of like poppy. Yeah, and, it's very simple, catchy. Yeah. But I think with, with the like sort of like added background of like this whole, like, is he real? Is he not thing? It adds this like whole other layer to yeah. it. Like, like, okay. So I just sent you the link to this version of don't call me Andy from the Andrew WK YouTube page. Uh, that, uh, it only has like 2000 views, but the art, the album art for it, like, just tell the people what it is. It's like yeah. So it's just, it's, it's <laughs> clearly his body with long hair, but his entire face is missing, and he's holding two albums crossed armed. And in one, it's it's uh his like he looks like a crazy person just staring in the camera. The other one, he just looks smiley and happy. Yeah, and he might had, not even be the same person. Who knows? Yeah, they look. I mean, look. If you look at the two albums that he's holding, the people in the two albums look different. It's like two of the ones that people always point to that are like, wow, he looks totally different on these two, and. He's he's like got all these like occult symbols on his body. He's got like a clock. He's got a watch on. I don't know what time it is. You can see he has these like weird rings. And it's just like if you look at this for like one second, you're like, oh, it's just another like weird NRWK thing. But if you look, it is nine. It is nine thirty nine on the clock. Yeah. Which is like six thirty six. I don't know. Maybe it's like yeah. some sort of like upside down. It's six thirty six. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But like or six E six. Yeah. I, you know. I just think like 
if you look at it deeper, you suddenly it suddenly resonates with you in like a whole other way. Like, you know, once you know what I've just told you about Andrew WK, I think it just deepens his whole allure. Well, I look at him now as more of a, instead of like a, somebody who might be going through some weird shit. Now I just see him as somebody who wanted one very specific thing in life and achieved it. You in know, his, in his own weird way. If this was like a documentary and we had to end this in a way, I would say go look up the music video for the song You Are Not Alone. Yeah. Andrew WK. It is all like inverted colors and it is just him alone with a microphone. And the song literally is about how like your journey's not over. It's just begun. You're not alone. It is. I like the perfect capstone of it of, of who he is as a person that he's like I'm just this is this isn't over I'm just getting started with this stuff like it's crazy and oh my god I think it's the perfect way it's like a really like emotional song for a dude who's like party hard you can do party more <laughs> like it's yeah. a different tone it's fascinating so do you feel, was, do you feel like he's wow. like reached the end of his journey? Like do you think that he's like achieved no. his goal? I think I think he is transcend like he's changing what his goal. Like I think he hit the idea of the mysticism and creating a persona that is beyond just being a dude. And now when you reach that level, right? If you go back to spiritualism, you are now a message instead of a person. And so his message yeah which was always about positivity and like let's party and have fun is now like it's a it's the same kind of like thing but he's transcending that into being like hey it's going to be okay out there y'all i'm telling you it's there's some crazy shit going on here i might be in i might be in the cult now he might have convinced me you think you got you think you got moved by this i got brainwashed i think i'm in i love it, that it's it's been interesting on my and through my perspective because I never heard of this dude until today, like this this episode. Right, so right, seeing right. the birth, basically the birth of this guy for me, and it's getting led around what this guy has done. Yeah, man, I I like Jesse's line of thought of like now he's going for to be like a symbol and a message, and that way, in a weird way, he makes himself immortal in his own weird <laughs> way. He cannot be killed. Yeah, uh, if he just persists as a feeling and a message for people. Yeah, he both That uh, was that typical saying, right? You die twice, once physically and once when somebody says your name the last time. Yeah, he both is and yeah. is not Andrew WK. He, he achieved I achieved maximum pleasure by uh, That was great. What did he say? He says I achieved maximum pleasure by like uh because people have already seen it and I also believe it's an illusion. I have experienced a sensation equal to maximum pleasure. What a wild time. You are an excellent leader, Alex. Is it coming are, out? You, is this coming out literally today? today? I'm going to put this out. I have to because I won't have time otherwise. Then, so you know what? If it's today. Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, speaking of maximum pleasure, the most pleasurable thing you can put on your goddamn body is a limited edition <laughs> Chiluminati Rules <laughs> hoodie, which you can buy right now from the Yeti.com. The link is in the show description, guys. And you can put one of those sexy sweaters on your bodies. Today. Put it on your bod. Put it on your hot bod. Just While like wear it. Andrew WK. Take a photo. You know what? Right. I got through the whole song while you guys are talking. At the end, he's like, take a step into the great unknown. It's in the song. That's 2018. <laughs> what do you think we're doing on this we're show? The man. We're, the man we're we are the podcast all. for him. He should come on. Official, talk to us. official fourth member. Unofficial. Yeah, fifth Beatle. 
of the yeah, he's here and in spirit all the time with me at least now he's part of me i'm gonna get an andrew wk necklace and wear it like a cross around my neck yeah man <laughs> great i can't for this was this was great man this was awesome that was so much fun thank you uh alex for for dragging us not only bringing us into a rabbit hole but giving us like a satisfying conclusion to said insanity i'm so that glad that i was able to make this happen i'm so glad that i was able to like pull this shit together and like actually make it because it's was, so fucking fun. crazy it was awesome it was freaking great i loved it well i guess uh next the next the next episode is back to shit i can't prove to jesse so it'll just be complete great insanity. can't wait um thank you guys for listening <laughs> we'll be back sooner rather than later do go get those hoodies by the time you're listening if this is the first day it's out we've got like two days but may 15th is when they stop hurry checking the clock go check it out if you want to get in touch with us you can always do so on twitter i'm at matt this games personally jesse is at jesse cox and alex is at facian aa and of course the podcast in general is at chaluminati pod same thing with reddit you can go yell at us over there and tell us all your really really dope stories we've had some Really interesting alien stories recently on the subreddit, so go read those. Really? And that's it. Yeah, throw us reviews wherever you're listening to us. Review us, baby. Five stars. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.